Jami'a Tirmidhi. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Tirmidhi. The English translation is by Abu Khalil. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Compilation of Imam At-Tirmidhi The Book on Zuhd Chapter on Health and Free Time are Two Favors Squandered by Many of People Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Two favors that many of the people squander are health and free time. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments it is a common skeptical that a healthy man has hardly any free time left to himself. He has innumerable occupations on his hands. It also happens that, if he has some leisure or free time, he does not have good health. If he is blessed with both, then in spite of knowing very well that this world is just a sowing field for the hereafter, he lets go the opportunity to sow the crop of good deeds in this world in order to reap its harvest in the next. He thus suffers great loss in the end and proves his short-sightedness and foolishness. Chapter 1 Whoever guards most against the unlawful, then he is the most worshipping among the people. Al-Hasan narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who will take these statements from me, so that he may act upon them, or teach one who will act upon them? So Abu Huraira said, I said, I shall, O Messenger of Allah. So he, peace be upon him, took my hand and enumerated five things. He said, Be on guard against the unlawful and you shall be the most worshipping among the people. Be satisfied with what Allah has allotted for you and you shall be the richest of the people. Be kind to your neighbor and you shall be a believer. Love for the people what you love for yourself and you shall be a Muslim. And do not laugh too much. For indeed, increased laughter kills the heart. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments 1. Every one of us should learn the hadith with the intention of acting upon them. In case, due to some reason, he is not able to act upon them, he must teach them to those who would act upon them. 2. It is an accepted fact that warding off harm and destruction is of greater importance in life than going after gains and profits. It is also a patent truth that a person who has the gut to avoid unlawful acts also has the courage to perform virtuous deeds. It must also be noted that failing to carry out the commanded acts is an act of sin. Therefore, the greatest form of worship and obedience to Allah is to avoid all things declared hateful or unlawful by Him. Chapter on what has been related about racing to act to do works. Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Race to do works against seven. Are you waiting but for overwhelming poverty, or distracting richness, or debilitating illness, or babbling senility, or sudden death, or the Dajjal, so that the hidden evil is what is awaited? or the hour. The hour is more calamitous and more bitter. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Horrors and pains of the day of reckoning will be unspeakable. We, in this world, cannot even imagine their exact nature or intensity.
the pain of resurrection will not be the place of correcting one's failures and misdeeds. It will rather be the place of requital and recompense. It, therefore, behooves all of us not to let go or waste the opportunity bestowed upon us, but make as good a use of the days of our health and the span of our lives as we can. Chapter on what has been related about remembering death. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Increase in remembrance of the severer of pleasures, meaning death. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Engrossed in the luxuries and pleasures of the world, man tends to forget the hereafter. The best panacea for this disease is the remembrance of death that keeps alive the fear of Allah and the care of the last hour, and thus man is saved from becoming oblivious of his ultimate destiny. Chapter on what has been related about the grave's horror and that it is the first stage of the hereafter. Hani the freed slave of Uthman said, when Uthman would stop at a grave, he would cry until his beard was soaked in tears. It was said to him, the paradise and the fire were mentioned and you did not cry, yet you cry because of this. So he said, indeed the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, indeed the grave is the first stage among the stages of the hereafter. So if one is saved from it, then what comes after it is easier than that. And if one is not saved from it, then what comes after it is worse than that. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I have not seen any sight except that the grave is more horrible than it. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Man's reckoning starts right from his grave, and the punishment, if any, meted out to him in the grave, expiates his sins. Thus, whether the punishment of the grave becomes full expiation for him or he is saved from it, other afterlife stages become easy for him. If, on the contrary, his sins are not forgiven, then the stages ahead of him are bound to be quite severe and terrifying for him. Chapter on Whoever loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet him. Rubada bin Asamit narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet him. Whoever is averse to meeting Allah, Allah is averse to meeting him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith has already been discussed at some length under the chapter on funerals. In fact, the love or aversion mentioned in the hadith happens when man begins to see glimpses of the approaching destiny. Chapter on What has been related about the Prophet, peace be upon him, warning his people. Aisha narrated, When this ayah was revealed, and warn your near kindred. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib, O Fatima bint Muhammad, O Bani Abdul Muttalib, I have no authority on your behalf over Allah for anything. Ask me for whatever you want from my wealth. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote The verse, And warn your near kindred, is from Surah Al-Shu'ara, chapter 26, verse 214. Comments The hadith tells us in no uncertain terms that we cannot depend on the good deeds of our parents or kinsfolk. Success in the hereafter is linked to our own faith and right actions. Intercession shall only come on the basis of virtuous deeds. Chapter on 
what has been related about the virtue of crying out of fear of Allah Most High. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, A man who cries out of fearing Allah will not be put into the fire until milk returns to the udder, and dust raised in the cause of Allah and the smoke of Jahannam will not be gathered together. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments the quality of crying out of the fear of Allah rests only in a person who 1. has firm belief in Allah's greatness and majesty, 2. believes in the reality of reckoning, and 3. obeys the commands of Allah and abstains from matters prohibited by Him. Similarly, only a person who realizes the importance of raising high the word of Allah will go out fighting in his cause. Such people shall not taste the heat of hellfire. Chapter on what has been related about the Prophet peace be upon him saying, If you knew what I know, then you would laugh little. Abu Dhar narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Indeed I see what you do not see, and I hear what you do not hear. The heavens moan, and they have the right to moan. There is no spot, the size of four fingers in them, except that there is an angel placing his forehead in it, prostrating to Allah. By Allah, if you knew what I know, then you would laugh little, and you would cry much, and you would not taste the pleasures of your women in the beds, and you would go out beseeching Allah, and I wish that I was but a felled tree. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments The scope of the sources of knowledge, hidden and apparent, such as ears, eyes, intellect, etc., given by Allah to men, extends only as far as the seen world. The unseen world is beyond its capacity or domain. The way to acquire authentic and dependable knowledge about the unseen is to get it from what the prophets and messengers of Allah inform us, on the basis of what Allah gives them to see, hear, and observe. Allah lets them see what is unseen to us, in order that they make their people aware of those things who, in their turn, believe in them on the authority of these prophets and messengers. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, If you knew what I know, then you would laugh little and you would cry much. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments It was due to the nature of the task entrusted to the messengers that Allah saw it fit that the reality of things be made manifest to them, so that their first-hand observations might give them an absolutely certain knowledge an assured sight of the things needed for the implementation of the sublime duty entrusted to them. Not only this, Allah in His absolute wisdom invested the Prophet's mind and heart with an extraordinary strength, so that he could perform the duties assigned to him with extreme poise and composure that could serve as a living example for all categories of people until the last day. Chapter on what has been related about one who says something to make people laugh? Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Indeed a man may utter a statement that he does not see any harm in, but for which he will fall seventy autumns in the fire. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Sometimes a man unwittingly articulates something of a very bad import. He neither realizes the seriousness of what he has said nor sees anything wrong in articulating it.
It may, however, have dangerous implications for him, such as would throw him into the pit of hellfire and keep him there for long, long years. It is, therefore, extremely important that we weigh each word before we speak it and be fully aware of what consequences it will have in the next world. Bahs bin Hakim narrated from his father, from his grandfather, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Woe to the one who talks about something to make the people laugh, in which he lies. Woe to him, woe to him. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments There is nothing wrong with the display of good humor, happy disposition, or delightful talk with the people, as long as it does not hurt anybody's feelings. But to take recourse to lying in order to make the people laugh is a highly disliked and hateful conduct. The man indulging in such activities may momentarily succeed in making the people laugh but will not escape ruination and perdition in the next world. Chapter on Among the excellence of a person's Islam is his leaving what does not concern him. Anas bin Malik narrated that a man among his companions was dying so he said, meaning a man said to him, Glad tidings of paradise, to which the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You do not know. Perhaps he spoke of what did not concern him, or he was greedy with that which would not decrease him. This hadith is graded da'if, or weak. Comments Among the commendable traits that a believer must inculculate is to avoid all words and deeds that have no need or benefit for him either in this world or the next. Indulging in such aimless and needless activities is sheer waste of time and self-ruination. As for giving glad tidings of paradise, it can and should only be extended to a person who is not threatened with hard questioning. As for a person who has indulged in activities that merit severe questioning in the hereafter, his joy or happiness will only be tainted and incomplete. So, where is the occasion or justification for giving him the glad tiding of a happy future? Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, among the excellence of a person's Islam is that he leaves what does not concern him. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Ali bin al-Husayn narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Surely, of the excellence of a person's Islam is that he leaves what does not concern him. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Ma la ya'nih That which does not concern him or is not the object of his quest or need. In other words, abstinence from needless talk and meaningless activities is a necessary requirement of good faith and an adornment of personality which lends beauty to the faith of the person concerned. Chapter on What has been related about speaking little Muhammad bin Amr narrated from his father, from his grandfather who said, I heard Bilal bin al-Harith al-Muzani, the companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, Indeed one of you says a statement pleasing to Allah, not realizing that you have achieved what you have achieved. Then for it, Allah writes for him his pleasure until the day of meeting him. And one of you says a statement angering Allah, not realizing that you have achieved what you have achieved. Then for it, 
Allah writes for him his anger until the day of meeting with him. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments One of us sometimes articulates a statement pleasing to Allah which although he does not realize the importance of it gets a high degree of acceptance with Allah and as such becomes a perpetual source of Allah's pleasure until the end of the world so that it spurs him to do more and more virtuous deeds and achieve deliverance in the next world. On the other hand, one of us sometimes articulates a small word which is highly unpleasing to Allah and consequently becomes the source of Allah's displeasure till the end of time. Chapter on what has been related about the insignificance of the world to Allah, the mighty and sublime. Sahel bin Sa'ad narrated that the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, if the world to Allah was equal to a mosquito's wing, then he would not allow the disbeliever to have a sip of water from it. There is something on this topic from Abu Huraira. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments It means that whatever good things of the world Allah has given to those who deny his own attribute of oneness as well as of the prophethood of his beloved messenger, peace be upon him, he has given those things to them because the world as a whole is entirely insignificant and valueless before Allah. Al-Mustawrid bin Shaddad said, I was with the caravan of those who stopped with the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at a dead lamb. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do you think that this was insignificant to its owners when they threw it away? They said, Yes, it is because of its insignificance that they threw it away, O Messenger of Allah. He said, The world is more insignificant to Allah than this to its owners. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments When, during one of his journeys, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came upon the carcass of a lamb, then, instead of turning his face away from it, he, peace be upon him, chose to give his companions a very important and instructive lesson in relation to it, that as significant and worthless as this dead lamb is to its master, much more significant and worthless than this to Allah is the world, which makes its inhabitants oblivious of the hereafter and forgetful of its Lord and Creator. Chapter on the Hadith Indeed the World is Cursed Abu Hurairah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Lo, indeed the world is cursed. What is in it is cursed, except for remembrance of Allah. What is conducive to that? The knowledgeable person and the learning person. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Footnote The statement, what is conducive to that, means those acts which Allah loves that bring one nearer to him. Comments The world that makes the people forget their creator and out of whose love they tend to forget the hereafter is, in terms of its real value and ultimate end, so despised and insignificant to Allah that it fails to get even the smallest place in the all-compassing mercy of Allah. In fact, only those matters and deeds will be eligible to find a place under the canopy of Allah's all-embracing mercy that have some connection with Allah and with the religion chosen and favored by Allah. Chapter on the Hadith The world compared to the hereafter is but like what one of you gets when placing his finger into the sea. 
Qais bin Abi Hazim said, I heard Mustawrid, a member of Banu Fihr, saying, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The world, compared to the hereafter, is but like what one of you gets when placing his finger into the sea. So look at what you draw from it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith is in fact intended to convey the idea that the world, when compared to the hereafter, is as insignificant as is the drop of water sticking to a man's finger in comparison with the sea. The parable has just been coined to deliver a message. Otherwise, in reality, the world does not weigh even as much as we understand from the parable since the world, along with all its paraphernalia, is at best temporal and limited while the hereafter is limitless and never-ending. And it is a known fact that the limited and temporal cannot be compared with the never-ending and limitless. Chapter on What has been related about the world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the disbeliever. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the disbeliever. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The main characteristics of a prison is that the prisoner in it is not free to lead a life of his choice, but is bound by the laws of the prison and the whims of its officers. He is neither free in eating and drinking, nor in sleeping and awakening, nor in moving about, nor in meeting with the people at will. In short, he has no freedom of any kind in prison house, and has willy-nilly to obey the orders of others. The second thing is that no prisoner loves his prison like home, but is always on the lookout to somehow get out of it. Paradise, on the other hand, is a place where the inhabitants will have no such restrictions. Each person will live a life of his choice, and every desire of his will be fulfilled, and he will never feel the desire to get out of it. Chapter on What has been related about the parable of the world is that of four people. Abu Kabsha al-Anmari narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There are three things for which I swear and narrate to you about. So remember it. He said, The slave of Allah's wealth shall not be decreased by charity. No slave of Allah suffers injustice and is patient with it except that Allah adds to his honor. No slave of Allah opens up a door to begging except that Allah opens up a door for him to poverty. Or a statement similar. And I shall narrate to you a narration. So remember it. He said, The world is only for four persons. A slave whom Allah provides with wealth and knowledge, so he has taqwa of his Lord with it, nurtures the ties of kinship with it, and he knows that Allah has a right in it. So this is the most virtuous rank. And a slave whom Allah provides with knowledge, but he does not provide with wealth, so he has a truthful intent, saying, If I had wealth, then I would do the deeds of so and so with it. He has his intention, so their rewards are the same. And a slave whom Allah provides with wealth, but he does not provide him with knowledge. So he spends his wealth rashly without knowledge, nor having taqwa of his Lord, nor nurturing the ties of kinship. And he does not know that Allah has a right in it. So this is the most despicable rank. And a slave whom Allah does not provide with wealth, nor knowledge. So he says, if I had wealth, 
then I would do the deeds of so and so with it. He has his intention, so their sin is the same. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments 1. Giving away one's wealth in charity, be it compulsory or optional, does not decrease the giver's wealth since Allah declares in the Quran, whatever you spend of anything in Allah's cause, He will replace it. Surah Seba, chapter 34, verse 39. Thus, whatever we spend in the path of Allah, He will replace it either with worldly goods or through other unseen forms, such as investing what we have with His blessing. Barakah. 2. If a man patiently bears the wrongs and injustices done to him, Allah will increase him in the esteem of the people. 3. Once a person unnecessarily starts begging from others, his desire or greed is never quenched, and mentally he will always remain a needy fellow and a beggar. Chapter on what has been related about anxiety over the world and love for it. Abdullah bin Mas'ud narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever suffers from destitution, and he beseeches the people for it, his destitution shall not end. And whoever suffers from destitution, and he beseeches Allah for it, Allah will send provisions to him sooner or later. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments Allah says in the Quran, And whosoever fears Allah and keeps his duty to him, he will make a way for him to get out from every difficulty and he will provide him from sources he never could imagine. Surat At-Talaq Chapter 65 Verse 2 and Verse 3 As for the unexpected sources referred to in the Quranic verse, it could be that one of his near relations passes away and he inherits his wealth, or some person unknown to him bequeaths his wealth in his favor, and so on. On the contrary, the person who moans about his poverty before others and begs for assistance from them, his poverty, as mentioned in the foregoing hadith, is not remedied. Chapter on what has been related about what suffices a man from all his wealth. Abu Wa'il narrated, Muawiyah came to Abu Hashim bin Utbah to visit him when he was ill and dying. He said, O oh, uncle, why do you cry? Is it from the pangs of death or desire for the world? He said, Neither of these. But the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had commissioned me with an obligation that I did not abide by. He, peace be upon him, said, It suffices you to gather the wealth of a servant or a rider in the cause of Allah, and it is only today I find that I have gathered it. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments Not everybody can make the right use of his wealth, neither can everyone earn it rightfully. There do, however, exist people who love austerity and abstinence from worldly pleasures above anything else. Abu Hashim belonged to that category. That is why he was worried at leaving behind as many as 30 dirham and a cup and thought that he had not fully abided by the exhortation of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Hadith Do not take to the estate such that you become desirous of the world. Abdullah bin Mas'ud narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not take to the estate such that you become desirous of the world. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments 
real estate items like land, orchards, houses, workshops, etc. draw all the attention of man towards them. Engrossed in these, man generally becomes forgetful of his religious duties. This eventually spells doom for him. However, if matters of property and real estate do not distract him from his concerns for the hereafter, but are, to the contrary, helpful to him in the better discharge of his religious duties, then no harm will come to him. Chapter on What Has Been Related About the Believer's Long Life Abdullah bin Busr narrated that a Bedouin said, O Messenger of Allah, who is the best of the people? He said, He whose life is long and his deeds are good. There are narrations on this topic from Abu Huraira and Jabir. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Man's success and prosperity in the hereafter is linked to his good deeds. If, alongside long life, he is also enabled to perform virtuous deeds, then it could surely give him ascendance in rank. It is in this situation that long age becomes a desirable proposition for man. Chapter on Which of the people is the best and which of them is the worst? Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakra narrated from his father that a man said, O Messenger of Allah, which of the people is the best? He said, He whose life is long and his deeds are good. He said, Then which of the people is the worst? He said, he whose life is long and his deeds are bad. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments If success and prosperity in the hereafter is linked to a man's good deeds, then the more good deeds a person has performed, the better he will be. And by the same token, the more bad deeds a person has accumulated, the worse as an individual he will be. Chapter on what has been related about the lifespan of the individuals in this ummah is between 60 and 70 years. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The lifespan for my ummah is from 60 years to 70 years. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments The lifespan of the Prophet's peace be upon him's ummah is between 60 and 70 years. The lifespan of the Prophet, peace be upon him, as well as of Abu Bakr, Umar, and Ali, may Allah be pleased with them, was between 60 and 70 years. Though Uthman, may Allah be pleased with him, lived longer than this. Chapter on What has been related about the constriction of time and the curtailment of hope? Anas bin Malik narrated that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, the hour shall not be established until time is constricted, and the year is like a month, and a month is like the week, and the week is like the day, and the day is like the hour, and the hour is like the flare of the fire. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Various interpretations have been given to the expression constriction of time. They are as follows. 1. Those will be the joyful days of merry-making and prosperity. Hence the time shall pass unnoticed. 2. The world shall be devoid of heavenly bliss, as such time shall pass without anybody noticing it. 3. Governments shall come and go in quick succession, and it would seem as if they lasted but a few days. 4. People will be battling with calamities, disturbances, 
and dissensions, so that they shall lose the sense of the passage of time. The core of the matter, in fact, is that the age will be bereft of heavenly bliss. As such, the time shall pass at an awfully quick pace. The year, the month, and the week shall pass without anyone knowing how they flew away. Chapter on what has been related about the curtailment of hope. Mujahid narrated, Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, grabbed me on part of my body and said, Be in the world like a stranger or a passerby, and count yourself among the inhabitants of the grave. Ibn Umar said to me, When you wake up in the morning, then do not concern yourself with the evening, and when you reach the evening, then do not concern yourself with the morning. Take from your health before your illness, and from your life before your death. For indeed, O slave of Allah, you do not know what your description shall be tomorrow. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Just as a traveler does not regard the foreign territory or the path that he traverses as his home and makes no elaborate arrangements for himself there, it behooves the believer residing in this world as well not to consider it as his permanent abode, but take this worldly life as a transient and prepare himself for the abiding life of the hereafter, as seriously as though he were seeing it before his eyes. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, This is the son of Adam, and this is his lifespan. And he placed his hand at the height of the nape of his neck. Then he extended it higher and said, From there is what is hoped for. From there is what is hoped for. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Man's lifespan is limited and his death is at hand. But his hopes and desires are extended far beyond. But while he tries to reach there, the appointed hour approaches and tolls the end of all his dreams and plans. Abu As-Safr narrated that Abdullah bin Amr said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed by us while we were repairing a hut of ours. So he said, What is this? We said, It has become weak, so we are repairing it. He said, I do not think, but the matter of life is more in fleeting than that. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The idea is that, be it a hut or a building, it has its age, while man's lifespan is not assured, in the sense that no one knows when it is cut short. It is, therefore, more pertinent that we feel concerned about our deeds rather than the earthly structures. Chapter on what has been related about the fitna of this ummah is wealth. Ka'ab bin Iyad narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, there is a fitna for every ummah, and the fitna for my ummah is wealth. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The more the love and greed of wealth increases, the more upsurge we will find in an attitude of disobedience to the commands of Allah particularly in our present times. We are witnessing an unprecedented spiral in greed for wealth to an extent that it has the entire world in its grip. Consequently, the amassing of wealth has become man's greatest concern. The people aspire to become millionaires overnight through means fair or foul. Allah and the hereafter 
just do not figure in his scheme of things. This is the veritable convolution that our present generation finds itself caught up in. Chapter on what has been related about if the son of Adam had two valleys of wealth, he would desire a third. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If the son of Adam had a valley of gold, then he would still like to have a second, and nothing fills his mouth but dust. Allah turns to whoever repents. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Greed for wealth is so powerful in man that even if his whole house is filled with bricks of silver and gold, and all the fields and forests around him are plated with precious metals, his thirst for them will not be quenched, and he will still long for more. Chapter on what has been related about the heart of an old man remains young because of love for two things. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The heart of an old man remains young because of love for two things, long life and much wealth. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The son of Adam grows old, but two things keep him young, desire for life and desire for wealth. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This is a general truth about men that they harbor in their hearts countless vain desires that could only be satisfied if they had lots of wealth and had a long and healthy life. It is only the remembrance of Allah and firm belief in the hereafter that can save them from the harms and evil consequences of such desires. Chapter on what has been related about abstinence in the world. Abu Dhar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Abstinence in the world is not by prohibiting oneself the lawful, nor by neglecting wealth, but abstinence in the world is that you not hold more firmly to what is in your hand than to what is in the hand of Allah, and that you be more hopeful of the rewards that come with an affliction that you may suffer if it remain with you. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments Practicing abstinence in the world means having more faith and reliance on Allah rather than on what the person himself has come to possess, since it is Allah who gives whatever he wills and takes back whatever he wishes. In this connection, the Qur'an says, Whatever is with you will be exhausted, and whatever is with Allah of good deeds will remain. Surat An-Nahl, Chapter 16, Verse 96 Thus, if an affliction befalls a man, then instead of bemoaning and crying over it, he had better bear it with patience and awaken within himself a desire to earn a reward from Allah for bearing the affliction with patience. He should never say to himself, Would that the affliction had never befallen me, or would that the affliction were removed from me. Such an attitude would deprive the person concerned of the reward Allah has in store for those who are uncomplaining and patient. Chapter on the things for which the son of Adam has no right over other than them. Uthman bin Affan narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, There is no right for the son of Adam in other than these things, a house which he lives in, 
a garment which he covers his nakedness, and jilf, a piece of bread, and water. This hadith is graded hasan, or good. Comments The hadith confirms that the basic needs of man are just three. 1. A house to live in. 2. A garment to cover his nakedness. and 3. A dry piece of bread and some water to drink. If he gets more than this, then it is a favor from Allah, for which he should be grateful to him, and he shall be accounted for it on the day of judgment. Chapter on the Hadith, the son of Adam says, My wealth, my wealth. Mutarrif narrated from his father that he met up with the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was saying, The mutual increase diverts you. He, peace be upon him, said, The son of Adam says, My wealth, my wealth. But is there something for you from your wealth besides what you give in charity that remains, or you eat which perishes, or you wear that grows worn? This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote The verse, The mutual increase diverts you, is from Surah at Tikathur, chapter 102, verse 1. Comments The hadith confirms that the actual wealth of a person from all his earnings and amassing that he can call his is the part of it that he has spent on himself in the world or stored with Allah by giving it in charity. Anything else is not really his, but they belong to his heirs since he will one day leave it for them. Chapter on Regarding the Virtue of Sufficing with What is Sufficient and Giving the Surplus Abu Umama narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O son of Adam, if you give your surplus, it is better for you, and if you keep it, it is worse for you, but there is no harm with what is sufficient, and begin the giving with your dependents, and the upper hand giving is better than the lower hand receiving. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments It means that to spend in charity, Whatever surplus wealth remains with a person after spending on the necessities of life is better than either hoarding it or amassing it by not spending on compulsory and recommendatory items of charity. Amassing wealth through such methods amounts to committing a sin and depriving oneself of the reward promised by Allah for spending in charity. Safekeeping some money to cover one's essential expenses is however not a blameworthy act. Chapter on about reliance upon Allah. Umar bin al-Khattab narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If you were to rely upon Allah with the required reliance, then he would provide for you just as the bird is provided for. It goes out in the morning empty and returns full. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments the hadith affirms the fact that tawakkul, reliance upon Allah, does not mean sitting idle at home, but to engage in earning one's livelihood through lawful means, and then leave the result to Allah. This is what the birds do. They go out of their nests in the morning in quest of food and pick it from wherever they possibly can, and at the approach of sunset, return to their nests with their bellies full of food. They do not sit in their nests waiting for their food and drink to drop from the heavens. Anas bin Malik narrated, There were two brothers during the time of the Messenger of Allah, 
peace be upon him. One of them used to come to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the other had some business. The businessman among them complained to the Prophet, peace be upon him, about his brother. So he said, perhaps you are provided for because of him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote, see hadith number 1702 to understand the meaning of this hadith. Comments, the hadith confirms the fact that if two brothers live together and share their heart, and if one of them devotes his time learning the tenets of religion and preaching them among the people, while the other engages in earning the bread, the latter should believe that perhaps he owes prosperity in his business to the blessing granted by Allah for the efforts of his religion-loving brother, and hence any objection to his brother's activities is unjustified. Chapter on the description of the one for whom the world has been gathered. Salama bin Ubaidullah bin Mihsan al-Khatmi narrated from his father, and he was a companion, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever among you wakes up in the morning secured in his dwelling, healthy in his body, having his food for the day, then it is as if the world has been gathered for him. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments Doubtless, the three basic necessities of life are 1. Peace and security 2. Health and physical well-being and 3. Food So, anyone having these has all that he needs. Chapter on what has been related about what is sufficient and being patient with it. Abu Umama narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Indeed the best of my friends to me is the one of meager conditions, whose share is in Salah, worshipping his Lord well and obeying him, even in private. He is obscure among the people such that the fingers are not pointed towards him. His provisions are only what is sufficient and he is patient with that. Then he tapped with his fingers and said, His death comes quickly, his mourners are few, and his inheritance is little. With this above chain, it is narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, My Lord presented to me that he would make the valley of Mecca into gold for me. I said, No, O Lord, but being filled for a day and hungry for a day. Or he said, Three days, or something like that. So when I am hungry, I would beseech you and remember you, and when I am full, I would be grateful to you and praise you. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The Prophet, peace be upon him, means to say that although his followers and others beloved to Allah are of varied conditions, yet as far as he is concerned, he thinks that the most enviable of all people are those believers who them and their families are meager in respect of their supplies. But their share in prayers and obedience to the commands of Allah is abundant. Yet they are so inconspicuous in the society that, when they are seen moving about, nobody points at them to say, Look, there is such and such a pious man out there. Abdullah bin Amr narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, He has succeeded who accepts Islam, and is provided with what is sufficient, and is made content by Allah. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Fadala bin Ubaid narrated that he heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, Glad tidings to whoever is guided to Islam. His livelihood was sufficient and he was satisfied. This hadith is graded Hassan 
or good. Comments The purpose of this hadith is to emphasize the fact that a person's success in this world and the next rests in three things, namely, that one, he is an obedient servant of Allah and treads the path favored by him, two, has as much food as is sufficient for him so that he feels no need of others' help, and three, he is content with what Allah has provided him with. Chapter on what has been related about the virtue of poverty. Abdullah bin Muqaffal said, A man said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, O Messenger of Allah, by Allah, indeed I love you. So he said, Consider what you say. He said, By Allah, I indeed love you, three times. He said, If you do love me, then prepare to arm yourself against poverty. For indeed, poverty comes faster upon whoever loves me than the flood to its destination. Comments The hadith emphasizes the fact that if a person truly loves the Prophet, peace be upon him, he should prepare himself for a life of austerity and arm himself with the shield of patience and contentment, even as the Prophet, peace be upon him, did. In it lies the true test of a person's claim of love for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Chapter on what has been related about the poor among the Muhajireen will enter paradise before the rich among them. Abu Sa'id narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The poor Muhajireen will enter paradise before the rich among them by 500 years. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The wealthy would have led a life of comfort and plenty in the world. This would keep them busy in rendering their accounts for a long period on the Day of Judgment. The poor, on the other hand, would have spent their lives without such comforts and luxuries, and as such they would not have to be detained long for questioning, and so they will arrive at paradise ahead of the rich. Anis narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, cause me to live needy, and cause me to die needy, and gather me in the group of the needy on the Day of Resurrection. Aisha said, Why, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Indeed they enter paradise before their rich by forty autumns. O Aisha, do not turn away the needy even if with a piece of a date. O Aisha, love the needy and be near them, for indeed Allah will make you near on the day of judgment. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The hadith instructs us that should Allah endow one with the wealth of patience and contentment, then the best thing for him, as a rule, from the standpoint of both this world and the next, is the life spent in need and penury since it inculcates in a man not only the quality of humility and modesty, but also the virtue of off-turning toward Allah. Excess of wealth and affluence, which generally breeds pride and arrogance, is highly dangerous and harmful for man. Abu Hurairah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The poor are admitted into paradise before the rich by five hundred years, i.e. half a day. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Abu Hurairah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The poor Muslims are admitted into paradise before their rich by half a day, and that is five hundred years. This hadith is graded Hassan or Good. Jabir bin Abdullah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The poor Muslims are admitted into paradise before their rich by forty autumns. This hadith is graded da'if or 
week. Chapter 1 What has been related about the subsistence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his family? Masruq said, I entered upon Aisha and she invited me to eat. She said, Whenever I eat my fill of food, I want to cry and begin crying. He said, I said why? She said, I remember the circumstance under which the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, parted from the world. By Allah, he would not eat his fill of bread and meat twice in a day. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The idea is that never, during the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did there come a day when his family members had two full meals to eat in a day. Even the bread that they ate was made of barley. But today, she, may Allah be pleased with her, said, Allah has given us plenty to eat and drink, and hence it moves me to tears, but I try to withhold them. Aisha narrated, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not eat his fill of barley bread on two consecutive days until he was taken, died. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The idea is that never did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, have even barley bread to his fill for two consecutive days. If he had it one day, then he went without it the next day. Abu Huraira narrated, Neither the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, nor his family, ate their fill of wheat bread for three consecutive days until he parted the world. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments When he, peace be upon him, himself did not even have barley bread to his fill for two consecutive days, how could he give his family wheat bread for three consecutive days? Abu Umama narrated, there was never a surplus of barley bread for the inhabitants of the house of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments He, peace be upon him, did not have any surplus barley flour at home. Even the barley bread cooked at home was just enough for the needs of the family members and no more. Ibn Abbas said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would spend many consecutive nights and his family did not have supper, and most of the time their bread was barley bread. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The usual meal of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his family was the barley bread. That too was only available for several days on end for the morning, and they were forced to sleep with empty stomachs for the night. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O oh Allah, make the sustenance of Muhammad's family nourishing. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The word qut implies the provision of food be just enough to keep the life going. It should neither be so meager as to lead one to starvation and being forced to beg for it, nor so plenty that one is forced to store it for the next day. Anas narrated, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would not store anything for tomorrow. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Footnote, they say that it means he, peace be upon him, would not worry about keeping something so he could eat tomorrow, because he did store food for a year for his family. See, Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Comments, it was customary in the Prophet's, peace be upon him's household, to cook food just enough for the day and leave nothing over for the next day, since, after successful military campaigns, especially after victory in Khaybar, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to give his wives rations of food grains 
enough for a whole year. Anis said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never ate on a table, nor did he eat thin bread until he died. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote See hadith number 1788. Comments The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never ate his meals seated comfortably before the dining table with a raised neck held high like rich and carefree people. He only ate simple food sitting on the ground like ordinary poor people. Abu Hazim narrated that Sahal bin Sa'ad was asked, Did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, eat naqi, meaning refined flour? So Sahal said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not see naqi until he met Allah. It was said to him, Did you have sifters during the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, There were no sifters for us. They said, How did you prepare the barley? He said, We would blow it so the husk would fly off of it. Then we would add water so we can knead it. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments In the days of following military conquests, Allah had opened for Muslims the doors of abundance and plenty. The Prophet peace be upon him, however, never took to ostentatious ways of living. On the contrary, he spent everything he had on others. As for himself, he chose a life of austerity and ate unsifted grain flour. He kept no sieves to sift grain flour in the house. It is medically proved that unrefined flour has numerous medical advantages. A number of diseases prevalent in our times would easily be cured if only we followed the life example of the Prophet peace be upon him. Chapter on what has been related about the subsistence of the companions of the Prophet peace be upon him. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas said, I was among the first men who spilled blood in Allah's cause and I was among the first men to shoot an arrow in Allah's cause. I saw battles with troops of the companions of Muhammad, peace be upon him. We had nothing to eat except leaves of trees and al-hubla, such that one of us would leave droppings like the droppings of sheep and camels. Now, Bani Asad have appeared wanting to instruct me in religion. Then, I would be a loser and have wasted my efforts. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote Hubla is the fruit of an anasha which resembles a legume. Sa'ad bin Malik said, I was the first man among the Arabs to shoot an arrow in Allah's cause. I saw that we battled along with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and there was no food for us but al-hubla and this samur, such that one of us would leave droppings like the droppings of a sheep. Then Banu Asad appeared wanting to instruct me in religion. I would be a loser and have wasted my efforts. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote Samur is a type of acacia. See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi and An-Nihaya. Comments Sa'ad, may Allah be pleased with him, was the governor of Al-Kufa during the caliphate of Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. During that period, the people of the tribe of Banu Asad raised complaints against him to the caliph. One of the complaints was that he, Sa'ad, did not know how to lead the salah. The word deen used in the hadith by the companion, is a metnam for salah. By this he means to say that if, despite being among the earliest converts to Islam, he has not even learned how to perform salah, for which he needs instruction from such people, then he is surely a loser. In fact, the complaint against him was a pure fabrication that had no relation with truth. Muhammad bin Sirin said, We were with Abu Huraira and he was wearing two linen garments, 
dyed with red ochre. He blew his nose in one of them and said, Excellent. Abu Huraira blows his nose in Lenin's. I saw a time when I would pass out between the minbar of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the dwelling of Aisha from overwhelming hunger. Someone came and placed his foot on my neck, thinking that I was a madman. But I was not crazy. It was nothing but hunger. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments During the period of the rightly guided caliphs, military conquests brought abundant wealth, and people were able to live in nice houses and wear fine clothes. They even blew their noses in fine pieces of cloth. This change of fortunes astonished Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. Fadlallah bin Ubaid narrated that when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would lead the people in Salah, some men would collapse among them during the Salah due to hunger. They were among Ashab al-Suffa, such that a Bedouin would say, these people are mad or possessed. So when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, finished the Salah, he turned to them and said, if you knew what was in store for you with Allah, then you would love to be increased in poverty and need. Fadallah said, and on that day, I was with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Ashab al-Suffa, literally people of the bench, were poor Muslims who, keen as they were to learn the teachings of Islam from the Prophet, peace be upon him, had taken the Prophet's masjid as their adobe. They often had nothing to eat which was the cause of their passing out during the congregational salah, so that the newcomers among the Bedouin, unaware of their situation, took them to be crazy people because of their apparent condition. In contrast to this devotional attitude of the companions, the students of today enjoy much greater facilities but suffer from lack of interest and keenness to acquire religious knowledge. Abu Huraira narrated, The Prophet, peace be upon him, went out during an hour in which he would normally not go out nor meet with anyone. Then Abu Bakr came to him, so he said, What brought you, O Abu Bakr? He said, I came to meet the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and to look at his face, and to make sure he was safe. It was not long before Umar came. He said, What has brought you, O Umar? He said, Hunger, O Messenger of Allah. He said, I also experienced some of that. So they went to the home of Abu al-Haytham al-Tayyihan al-Ansari. He was a man with many date palms and sheep, but he had no servants, so they did not find him there. They said to his wife, Where is your companion? She said, he has gone to fetch us some good water. It was not long before Abu al-Haytham came along hauling a large water skin which he put down. Then he came to hug the Prophet, peace be upon him, and uttered that his father and mother should be ransomed for him. Then they went to a grove of his, and he spread out a mat for them. Then he went to a date palm and returned with a cluster of dates which he put down. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Why don't you select some ripe dates for us? He said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I wanted you to select from the ripe dates and the unripe dates. So they ate and they drank from that water. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, By the one in whose hand is my soul, this is among the favors which you shall be asked about on the day of judgment. Cool shade, tasty ripe dates, and cool water. Abu al-Haytham left to prepare some food for them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do not slaughter one with milk. So he slaughtered a small female or male goat and brought it to them so they could eat. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do you have any servants? He said, No. So he said, Then if we get some captives, we shall bring them for you. So later, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came with two males, 
there was no third among them, and he brought them to Abu al-Haytham. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Choose from them. He said, O Prophet of Allah, choose for me. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, the one consulted is entrusted. Take this one, for I have seen him praying, and encourage him to do well. So Abu al-Haytham went to his wife and informed her of what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said. So his wife said, You will not fulfill what the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, until you have freed him. So he said, He is free. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, Allah has not sent a Prophet, nor made a Khalifa, except that he has two groups of supporters, a group ordering him to do good and prohibiting him from evil, and a group that never ceases spoiling his affairs. So whoever protects himself against the evil supporters, then he shall be protected. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Footnote Regarding this hadith, its basis is recorded by Al-Bukhari, who narrated it here to at tirmidhi and is also recorded by Muslim and others. Abu Salama bin Abdurrahman narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out one day accompanied by Abu Bakr and Umar and he mentioned similar to the hadith 2369 in meaning but he did not mention from Abu Huraira in it. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Cool shade, fresh fruit and cool water are great bounties of Allah. Anyone who is fortunate enough to get these must pay his thanks to Allah. Sincerely offered Salah inculcates in man a sense of responsibility and strength to do his tasks. A good wife is a dependable companion that always gives her husband wise counsel. No one should, however, do the bidding of a wife prone to giving bad counsel, for she is a bad companion whose counsel is not worth implementing. Anas bin Malik narrated from Abu Talha who said, We complained to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, of hunger and we raised our garments from our stomachs, exposing a stone on each of us. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, raised his garment exposing two stones. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Footnote They would strap stones to their stomachs due to severe hunger since it would help alleviate the suffering. Comments Stones of right size, if put on stomachs and firmed up with straps, have, thanks to their cool temperature, the effect of alleviating the heat generated by hunger as well as of keeping straight the backs of the people. Simak bin Harb said, I heard a Nu'man bin Bashir saying, Do you people not have what you wish of food and drink? I have seen your prophet, and he did not have even enough taqal to fill his stomach. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote, taqal means dried out inferior dates. See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. Chapter on what has been related about wealth is being content with oneself. Abu Hurairah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Richness is not having many possessions, but richness is being content with oneself. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments There is no end to greediness and avarice in a heart that loses self-restraint and self-contentment. A greedy person is constantly in the hunt for more and more wealth through means fair and foul. Contentment of the heart is the only bulwark against the lust of money. Real wealth lies in one's getting free from avarice and greed and in being content with what one has. Chapter on what has been related about taking wealth within one's right. 
Khawla bin Qais, who was the wife of Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, this wealth is green and sweet. Whoever gets what he deserves of it, then he shall be blessed in it. And many a person who deals with what he wants for himself from the wealth of Allah and his Messenger gets nothing on the Day of Judgment but the fire. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments 1. Mutakhawwil in Arabic is a person who deals with his possessions as he likes without any regret or hesitation or rashly spends his wealth. 2. Worldly riches and wealth are things tempting and sweet. The eye and the heart are attracted towards it. The sharia has, however, put limits to its earning and spending. As such, begging for it needlessly from the people or misappropriating the public treasury is absolutely unlawful in Islam. Money taken lawfully and for rightful purposes is blessed by Allah. Chapter 1 Regarding what has been related about the slave of the dinar and the slave of the dirham. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Cursed be the slave of the dinar, cursed be the slave of the dirham. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Slave of wealth or worship of wealth means getting so much engrossed in its quest and love and avarice as to be forgetful of Allah's bounds of the prohibited and the permissible. As if his only vocation is to amass dinars and dirham and serve them like deities. Such a person shall certainly be deprived and removed from Allah's blessing and mercy. Chapter on the Hadith Two Wolves Free Among Sheep Ibn Ka'b bin Malik al-Ansari narrated from his father that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Two wolves free among sheep are no more destructive to them than a man's desire for wealth and honor is to his religion. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments Man's love and infatuation for wealth and his quest for honor and position in life do great damage to his religion and severe his relationship with Allah the Almighty. Chapter on the Hadith What is the world but like a rider seeking shade? Abdullah narrated the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him was sleeping upon a mat. Then he stood and the mat had left marks on his side. We said, O Messenger of Allah, we could get a bed for you. He said, What do I have to do with the world? I am not in the world but as a rider seeking shade under a tree. Then he catches his breath and leaves it. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments The hadith cogently makes out the point that the world which we feel so very infatuated with and devote all our time and energy in amassing its luxuries and comforts is not even an inn or a rest house but only a tree standing by the roadside. Chapter on the Hadith A man is upon the religion of his friend. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, A man is upon the religion of his friend. So let one of you look at whom he be friends. This Hadith is graded Hassan or Good. Comments. As a general rule, man imbibes the habits and manners of the people he mixes with. He would, therefore, be well advised to wisely choose his friends and companions. If he chooses the company of rogues, he would also acquire their evil habits that will only spell his reputation and doom. Chapter on 
what has been related about the parable of the son of Adam, his family, his children, his wealth, and his deeds. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Three follow the deceased, two of them return, and one remains. He is followed by his family, his wealth, and his deeds. So his family and his wealth returns, and his deeds remain. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments Three things connected with man in the world keep him company until he is taken for burial. His children and servants, etc., accompany him right up to the grave. All connections with his family and wealth are, however, severe the moment he is buried. What remains with him in the grave are his deeds for which he will be questioned. Chapter on what has been related about it being disliked to eat much. Miqadad bin Ma'di Karib said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, The human does not fill any container that is worse than his stomach. It is sufficient for the son of Adam to eat what will support his back. If this is not possible, then a third for food, a third for drink, and a third for his breath. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Eating and drinking is not the be-all and end-all of man's life. The main purpose of his creation is to offer his obeisance and obedience to Allah. To perform this, he needs health of body, which is only possible if man keeps part of his stomach empty by leaving himself a little hungry after the meals. To constantly keep eating to one's fill causes the stomach to go bad. Man, therefore, would be well advised to not always eat to his fill but only as much as is absolutely essential. Chapter on what has been related about showing off and the desire to be heard of. Abu Sa'id narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever wants to be seen, Allah will show him, and whoever wants to be heard of, Allah will make him heard of. And he narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, He who shows no mercy to the people, Allah shows him no mercy. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments If a man does something good in order to show it off and to make himself famous so that the people would praise him and honor him, on the day of resurrection Allah will reveal his hypocrisy in the face of the people in order to show to everyone that whatever good the man did, he did it not for the sake of Allah but as a ploy to show off and make himself famous thereby. Al-Walid bin Abi Al-Walid Abu Uthman Al-Madaini narrated that Uqba bin Muslim narrated to him that Shufay Al-Asbahi narrated that he entered Al-Madina and saw a man around whom the people had gathered. He asked, Who is this? They said, Abu Hurairah. He said, So I got close to him until I was sitting in front of him as he was narrating to the people. When he was silent and alone, I said to him, I ask you in absolute truth, if you would narrate to me a hadith which you heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, that you understand and know. So Abu Hurairah said, You want me to narrate a hadith to you which the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, narrated to me that I understand and know. Then Abu Hurairah began sobbing perfuriously. 
We sat for a while. Then he recovered and said, I shall narrate to you a hadith which the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, narrated in this house, while there was no one with us other than he and I. Then, again, Abu Huraira began sobbing severely. Then he recovered and wiped his face and said, You want me to narrate to you a hadith which the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, narrated while he and I were sitting in this house and no one was with us but he and I. Then Abu Huraira began sobbing severely. Then he bent, falling on his face. So I supported him for a long time. Then he recovered and said, The Messenger of Allah narrated to me that on the Day of Judgment, Allah, Most High, will descend to his slaves to judge between them. Every nation shall be kneeling. The first of those who will be called before him will be a man who memorized the Qur'an, and a man who was killed in Allah's cause, and a wealthy man. Allah will say to the reciter, Did I not teach you what I revealed to my messenger? He says, Of course, O Lord. He says, Then what did you do with what you learned? He said, I would stand in prayer reciting, with it during all hours of the night and all hours of the day. Then Allah would say to him, You have lied. And the angels will say, You have lied. Allah will say to him, Rather, you wanted it to be said that so and so is a reciter. And that was said. The person with the wealth will be brought. And Allah will say to him, Was I not so generous with you, such that I did not leave you having a need from anyone? He will say, Of course, O Lord. He says, Then what did you do with what I gave to you? He says, I would nurture the ties of kingship and give charity. Then Allah will say to him, You have lied. And the angels will say to him, You have lied. Allah, Most High, will say, Rather, you wanted it to be said that so-and-so is so generous, and that was said. Then the one who was killed in Allah's cause shall be brought. And Allah will say to him, For what were you killed? So he says, I was commanded to fight in your cause. So I fought until I was killed. Allah, Most High, will say to him, You have lied. And the angels will say to him, You have lied. Allah, Most High, will say, Rather, you wanted it to be said that so and so is brave. And that was said. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, hit me on my knees and said, O Abu Huraira, these first three are the creatures of Allah with whom the fire will be inflamed on the Day of Judgment. Al-Walid Abu Uthman al-Mada'ini said, So Uqba bin Muslim informed me that Shufay is the one who entered upon Muawiyah to inform him about this. Abu Uthman said, And Al-Ala bin Abi Hakim narrated to me that he was the executioner for Muawiyah. He said, So a man entered upon him and informed him of this from Abu Hurairah. Then Muawiyah said, This has been done with these people. Then how about with those whom remain among the people? Then Muawiyah began weeping so intensely that we thought that he will kill himself with excessive weeping. We said, This man came to us to cause evil. Then Muawiyah recovered, wiped off his face and said, Allah and his messenger told the truth. Whosoever desires the life of the world and its glitter, 
to them we shall pay in full the wages of their deeds therein, and they shall have no diminution therein. They are those for whom there is nothing in the hereafter but fire, and vain are the deeds they did therein, and of no effect is that which they used to do. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnotes 1. Regarding the statement, I ask you in absolute truth. In truth, in truth, or by the right of, by the right of, meaning to stress the truth over falsehood. See Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi. However, some of the manuscripts have a blank spot indicating that the meaning is by the right of and by the right of, in which case it means that the narrator did not remember the missing words. Yet, based on other versions recorded, it is likely to be as it appears here. 2. Regarding the verses, Whoever desires the life of the world and its glitter, to them we shall pay in full the wages of their deeds therein, and they shall have no diminution therein. They are those for whom there is nothing in the hereafter but fire, and vain are the deeds they did therein, and of no effect is that which they used to do. See Surah Hud, chapter 11, verses 15 and 16. Comments Obviously, all the three deeds mentioned in the Hadith are acts of great virtuosity. If done with sincerity and purity of intention, they would fetch great reward from Allah. However, even these acts, if done in order to make a show of them and for publicity, they become so heinous before Allah that the perpetrators would be the first among the sinners to be consigned to the burning flames of the fire. Chapter on Seeking Refuge in Allah from the Pit of Sorrows Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Seek refuge in Allah from the Pit of Sorrows. They said, O Messenger of Allah, what is the Pit of Sorrows? He said, A gorge in hell from which hell seeks Allah's refuge a hundred times every day. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, who shall enter it? He said, the reciters who were showing off with their deeds. This hadith is rated da'if or weak. Comments The Prophet, peace be upon him, has used the word qurra'un, which could either mean the people constant in their prayers or those who excel in the recitation and knowledge of the Qur'an. If they do it in order to make a show of their acts, they would be thrown in those dark pits of fire from which even hell repeatedly seeks protection from Allah. May Allah keep us from showing off and hypocrisy. Chapter on The Secret Deed Abu Huraira narrated that a man said, O Messenger of Allah, a man does a deed and conceals it. But when it is discovered that he did it, he is happy about that. He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, He receives two rewards, a reward in its concealment, and a reward in its publicity. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments The hadith confirms that if a man does a virtuous act secretly and does it solely for the pleasure of Allah and if it pleases Allah to make it known to the people without the man's yearning for it which of course pleases the man as well, then this happiness is not from the category of riyah and hypocrisy. It is rather an instant reward from Allah. 
chapter on what has been related about a man shall be with whom he loves. Anas narrated that a man came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, when will the hour be established? So the Prophet, peace be upon him, stood to perform salah, and when he was finished his salah, he said, Where is the one who asked when the hour will be established? The man said, It was I, O Messenger of Allah. He said, What have you prepared for it? He said, O Messenger of Allah, I have not prepared very much of salah nor fasting for it, but I love Allah and His Messenger. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man shall be with whomever he loves, and you shall be with whomever you love. So after the advent of Islam, I did not see that anything brought the Muslims more happiness than that. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man shall be with whoever he loves, and for him shall be what he has earned. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments Those who flagrantly violate the commands of Allah and the Messenger, peace be upon him, and yet profess their love for Allah and his Messenger, peace be upon him, are either lying or suffering from self-deceit. Allah has clearly stated in the Qur'an, And whoso obeys Allah and the Messenger, then they will be in the company of those on whom Allah has bestowed grace of the Prophets, the Siddiqun, the Truthful and Voracious, the Martyrs and the Righteous, and how excellent these companions are. Surah An-Nisa, Chapter 4, Verse 69 Safwan bin Asal narrated that a Bedouin with a loud voice came and said, O Muhammad, a man loves a people but does not catch up to them in deeds. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man shall be with whomever he loves. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Whoso loves the people of righteousness and piety and tries to emulate their example but falls short of the model, then in spite of his failure to come up to their level will... By Allah's grace, he will be placed with those virtuous men whom he loved and tried to follow. Chapter on What has been related about having good thoughts about Allah Most High Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed Allah Most High says, I am as my slave thinks of me, and I am with him when he calls upon me. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Allah's response in conduct with his servants will be in consonance with what they think of Allah. And obviously, only those who perform good deeds can have good thoughts about Allah. It, therefore, follows that only those who earnestly supplicate to Allah can expect answer from Allah. And those who repent on their misdeeds can expect his mercy. And only those who seek pardon for their sins can hope for his forgiveness. Chapter on What Has Been Related About Righteousness and Sin An-Nawas bin Sam'an narrated that a man came asking the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about righteousness and sin. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Righteousness is good behavior, and sin is what fluctuates in your chest, and you would hate that the people discovered it about you. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on 
what has been related about loving for the sake of Allah. Mu'adh bin Jabal narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah, the Mighty and Sublime, said, Those who love each other for the sake of my majesty shall be upon podiums of light, and they will be admired by the prophets and the martyrs. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments To love someone for no other reason than for the sake of Allah's might and majesty, a distinctive hallmark of a true believer, is an act that wins the approval and appreciation of Allah and endears the concerned individuals to Him, so that they will be placed on podiums of light whose enchanting beauty shall even draw the admiration and envy of the prophets and martyrs, although their own ranks would be much higher and superior to those individuals. Hafs bin Asim narrated from Abu Hurairah or Abu Sa'id that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Seven shall be shaded by Allah under his shade on a day in which there is no shade except his shade. A just imam, a young person raised upon worshipping Allah, a man whose heart is attached to the masjid when he leaves from it until he returns to it, two men who love each other for Allah's sake, coming together upon that, and parting upon that. A man who remembers Allah in privacy and his eyes swell with tears. A man invited by a woman of status and beauty, but he says, I fear Allah. Mighty and sublime is he. And a man who conceals the charity he gives such that his left hand does not know what his right hand has spent. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments the seven human qualities or attributes recounted in the hadith are so loved and valued by Allah that, on the day of judgment, when there will be no shade, Allah will provide those faithful servants of His with the shade of the arsh, Allah's throne. The shade provided by this throne has been described as Allah's own shade in order to bestow honor upon it. It is like the Kaaba, the first man-made structure on earth raised for the worship of Allah alone being called the House of Allah. Tuhfat al-Ahwadi, Volume 3, page 283. Chapter on What has been related about making one's love known. Al-Miqdad bin Ma'di Karib narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you loves his brother, then let him inform him of it. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments Generally speaking, one-sided love is not long-lasting. It stands better chances of enduring if the other party is also informed of it, and it finds roots in his or her heart as well. Yazid bin Nu'ama al-Dabbi narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When a man becomes the brother of another man, then let him ask him about his name and his father's name and who he is, for indeed it shall nurture affection. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Man, by nature, loves his father, his family, and his tribe. Inquiring about a person's name and the family he belongs to and so on is to convey the message to him that you attach importance to him and want to remember him. Chapter on What has been related about praising others is disliked and those who praise others. Abu Ma'mar said, a man stood and praised one of the emirs, so Al-Miqdad bin Al-Aswad threw dust in his face, 
and said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered us to throw dust in the faces of those who praise others. This hadith is great as sahih, or authentic. Comments It is not desirable for a person to praise someone or flatter him for his own selfish ends and motives, since such praise or flattery would only breed vanity and pride in him. It is, therefore, our duty to check anyone indulging in such activities and frustrate his efforts. Nevertheless, to praise a person for a commendable act done or achievement made by him and encourage him, for that is not an act of flattery. Abu Huraira narrated, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered us to throw dust in the mouths of those who praise others. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Chapter on What has been related about accompanying the believer. Abu Sa'id narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not accompany except a believer, and do not serve your food except to one with taqwa. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments A believer's mixing and socializing should only be limited to the believers. Invitation to share the meals out of the sentiments of love and affection should only be extended to persons of piety and virtue. Nevertheless, feeding the poor and the hungry is another matter, since even the idolaters had sometimes shared the meals with the Prophet, peace be upon him, at his house. Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi, Volume 3, page 285. Kawakib al-Adab, Volume 3, page 269. Chapter on what has been related about having patience with afflictions. Anis narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When Allah wants good for his slave, he hastens his punishment in the world, and when he wants bad for his slave, he withholds his sins from him until he appears before him on the day of judgment. This hadith is graded Hassan or good, and with this same chain, it was reported from the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, Indeed, the great reward comes with the greater trial. And indeed, when Allah loves a people, he tries them. So whoever is pleased, then for him is pleasure. And whoever is angry, then for him is wrath. This hadith is graded Hassan, or good. Comments When Allah wishes someone good, he subjects him to some kind of afflictions and trials. Those afflictions and trials become expiation for his sins and provide him with an opportunity to supplicate to Allah for forgiveness. Allah, moreover, provides him with the means of contentment and patience so that he does not indulge in unwelcome outbursts about those afflictions and trials. Aisha said, I have not seen ailment affecting anyone worse than upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The Prophet, peace be upon him, has been invested with the highest rank among all mortals. His rewards and recompenses, too, are more abundant than anyone else's. By the same token, his sickness as well was more painful than that of others. Mus'ab bin Sa'ad narrated from his father that a man said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, which of the people is tried most severely? He said, the prophets, then those nearest to them, then those nearest to them. A man is tried according to his religion. If he is firm in his religion, then his trials are more severe 
and if he is frail in his religion, then he is tried according to the strength of his religion. The servant shall continue to be tried until he is left walking upon the earth without any sins. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Trials will not cease afflicting the believing man and the believing woman in their self, children, and wealth until they meet Allah without having any sin. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Chapter on what has been related about losing one's sight. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed Allah, Most High, said, When I take my slave's sight in the world, then there shall be no reward for him with me except paradise. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Abu Huraira narrated from the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, Allah, mighty and sublime is he, said, for whomever I take his sight, and he is patient and seeking a reward, I shall not be satisfied with any reward for him less than paradise. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments For a man's eyes are the most precious of all treasures of the world. For a man shorn of the eyesight, the whole world becomes as dark as night, and he becomes dependent on others for all his needs. So, if a man bears this affliction with patience and seeks the pleasure of Allah under all circumstances, his reward is nothing less than paradise. Chapter on the Day of Judgment and the Regrets of the Good-Doer and the Evil-Doer on that day. Jabir narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, On the Day of Judgment, when the people who were tried in this world are given their rewards, the people who were pardoned in life will wish that their skin had been cut off with scissors while they were in the world. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no one who dies but shall regret. They said, What shall he regret over, O Messenger of Allah? He said, If he was a good doer, he regrets that he did not do more. And if he was an evildoer, he regrets that he did not stop. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Each person, whether virtuous or an evildoer, shall have regrets, albeit for different reasons. In the hereafter, on seeing good rewards being given to the doers of good and punishment being handed down to the doers of evil, the virtuous shall grieve that they had not done more in the world to get more reward while the evildoers shall regret that they had not abstained from doing evil in the world. It is for this reason that the day has been nicknamed the Day of Grief. Chapter on Those who try to swindle the world by using the religion and their punishment. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, In the end of time there shall come men who will swindle the world with religion deceiving the people in soft skins of sheep. Their tongues are sweeter than sugar, and their hearts are the hearts of wolves. Allah, mighty and sublime is he, says, Is it me you try to delude, or is it against me whom you conspire? By me, I swear to send upon these people, among them, a fitna that leaves them utterly devoid of reason. 
This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Those who use religion as a ploy in order to earn the benefits of the world are the people who try to delude the world by donning sheepskins. Although their hearts are noxious like those of the wolves and their hearts are brimming with the love and greed of the world, such people, when ultimately they are caught in the web of trials and retribution, will exercise their brain and wit as much as they would, but find no escape or way out of the vortex of their own making. Ibn Umar narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Indeed Allah, Most High, said, I have created creatures whose tongues are sweeter than honey, and their hearts are more bitter than aloes. So by me, I swear to abase them with a fitna, leaving them utterly devoid of reason. Is it me whom they try to delude, or is it against me whom they conspire? This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Sycophants and flatterers who, thanks to their gift of the gab, enthrall people by the sweetness of their tongue. However, their hearts, full as they are of false ideas and caught in the vortex of earthly benefits, are bitter to the extreme. They are devoid of all sentiments of compassion and well-wishing for others. Chapter on what has been related about protecting the tongue. Uqba bin Amir narrated, I said, O Messenger of Allah, what is the means to salvation? He said that you control your tongue, suffice yourself your house, and cry over your sins. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments the hadith tells us in no uncertain terms that the secret of success in the hereafter lies 1. in restraining the tongue from the idle misdirected talks and in speaking only purposeful things 2. in not going out of the houses or wandering about without a meaningful aim or purpose and 3. in shedding tears of repentance and asking for Allah's forgiveness and mercy for one's sins of omission and commission. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, when the son of Adam wakes up in the morning, all of his body parts bow to the tongue and say, fear Allah regarding us, we are only part of you. If you are straight, we are straight, and if you are crooked, we are crooked. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments. It is an undeniable truth that of all the apparent parts of a man's body, it is the tongue that is more closely connected with his wrongdoings and acts of sin. As such, all the parts of the human body remind it every day with all humility and submissiveness at their command that all their affairs, their success, their prosperity, and their good or bad end are inalienably linked to it. They Therefore, entreat it to have compassion on them and keep within the boundaries set by Allah since any wrongdoing on the part of the tongue could spell doom and ruination for them all. Sahel bin Sa'ad narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever guarantees for me what is between his jaws and what is between his legs, I shall guarantee paradise for him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Of all the body parts of man, with the exception of the tongue, whose wayward 
behavior spells great disaster for him and whose guarding is the paramount need of him is his place of shame. Hence, it is that the Prophet, peace be upon him, has declared that anyone who jealously guards his place of shame, he, peace be upon him, on Allah's behalf, will guarantee his place in paradise. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, For whomever Allah protects against the evil of what is between his jaws and the evil of what is between his legs, he shall enter paradise. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments Saints committed by the man's tongue and his place of shame act as harbingers for other acts of sin, and whoever can guard himself against the sins of these parts can also ward off other acts of sin and make himself deserving of a place in paradise. Sufyan bin Abdullah al-Thaqafi said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, inform me about a matter that I may hold fast to. He said, Say, My Lord is Allah, then be steadfast. I said, O Messenger of Allah, what do you fear most for me? So he took hold of his tongue and said, This. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The thing most fraught with risk for man is the misuse of the tongue. It, therefore, behooves man to studiously guard it against misuse. Chapter on the prohibition of talking too much without the remembrance of Allah. Ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not talk too much without remembrance of Allah. Indeed, excessive talking without remembrance of Allah hardens the heart. And indeed, the furthest of people from Allah is the harsh-hearted. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments Anyone used to talking too much without making the remembrance of Allah a part of his conversation will have his heart hardened and devoid of all luster and tender feelings. Fear of Allah and submissiveness towards him will not find a place in his heart. As a result, he will be deprived of Allah's mercy and closeness to him. Chapter on the Hadith All of the son of Adam's speech is against him, not for him. Um Habiba, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, narrated from the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, the son of Adam's speech is against him, not for him, except for commanding good or forbidding evil or remembrance of Allah. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Remembrance of Allah is a general term covering so many activities. Commanding good and forbidding evil is also a form of remembering Allah. It should not be construed that the hadith disapproves of any speech made in relation to man's own needs within the bounds of the sharia. However, all unnecessary and meaningless talk goes against the interest of man, while well-meaning and purposeful talk goes in his favor. Chapter 1 Regarding Giving the Rights to Oneself, the Lord, the Guest, and the Family Abu Juhayfa narrated from his father who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, made a bond of brotherhood between Salman and Abu Darda. Salman went to visit Abu Darda and saw Umad Darda wearing shabby clothes. So he said, Why are you wearing such shabby clothes? She said, Your brother Abu Darda has no interest in the world. So when Abu Darda arrived, he prepared some food for him, Salman, and said, 
eat, for I am fasting. He said, I shall not eat until you eat. He said, so he ate. When night came, Abu Darda started to leave and stand in prayer. But Salman said to him, Sleep. So he slept. Then he went to stand in prayer. But he said to him, Sleep. So he slept. When the morning, Fajr, came, Salman said, Get up now. So he got up to perform Salah. Then he, Salman, said, Indeed yourself has a right upon you. Your Lord has a right upon you. Your guest has a right upon you. And your family has a right upon you. So give each the right they are due. Prophet, peace be upon him, came, and that was mentioned to him. So he said, Salman has told the truth. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith confirms that man's master and his creator alone are not the only ones who have rights upon him. The people he mixes with, as well as his own self, has rights upon him. It is, therefore, necessary that he not sacrifice or neglect the right of one for the rights of others. Chapter on The Punishment of the One Who Seeks the People's Pleasure by Allah's Wrath and the Opposite Abdul Wahab bin al-Ward narrated from a man among the inhabitants of al-Madina who said, Muawiyah wrote a letter to Aisha, write a letter to advise me, and do not overburden me. He said, so Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, wrote to Muawiyah, Peace be upon you. As for what follows, Indeed I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, Whoever seeks Allah's pleasure by the people's wrath, Allah will suffice him from the people. And whoever seeks the people's pleasure by Allah's wrath, Allah will entrust him to the people. And peace be upon you. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Comments the hadith confirms that to earn Allah's wrath by seeking to please the people is a losing bargain. Anyone who indulges in this kind of activity loses Allah's support and blessing, which could otherwise be his most dependable bulwark against affliction and pain. Any effort to seek the pleasure of the people by incurring Allah's wrath is bound to fail because, however much a man may try, he cannot keep the pleasure of the people at his command.